0: When it comes to our finances, each of us are heading in a certain direction. The problem is, most of us don't know which direction that actually is. The average American with a credit file has more than $16,000 worth of debt. That's not even including mortgages. Typical American has 13 credit obligations. These include uh, department store cards, gas cards, bank cards, uh, auto loans, student loans, Mortgage loans, typical young adult household now spends 24% of their income on debt payment. That means a quarter of their income is spent on payments from yesterday. Total U.S. consumer debt, not including mortgages, reached $2.55 trillion in 2007. Here's the kicker though. 90% of Americans surveyed believe that they have the same amount or less debt than a typical American. I'm not talking about you though. You know, at some point, if you find yourself at the bottom of a hole, it's time to stop digging.
1: Good morning, everybody. Open up a Bible, would you, to Malachi chapter three, Malachi chapter three, page six hundred and seventy-six, in your pew Bibles. We're uh, kicking off a new series, but it's a new series that's going to take us quite a while. It's going to be about a five-year process, and uh, not always the same messages for the next five years. But it's going to be something that we're starting today. It's an adventure that we're beginning that's going to carry us through the next five years. But I want to ask you a question as we start out today. And it doesn't matter if you already are in that place or you want to be in that place. But how many of you, just say amen, if you want to be debt-free? Say amen. Amen. No, do you really want to be debt-free? Say amen. Amen. Good. Because you know what? That's what this is all about. We're starting a journey today that's going to carry us that the goal is to have everybody in the faith family any visitors that come anybody in the community whoever god brings our way to be on the track to get out of debt does that sound like a good plan yeah it does that's what we're doing today so today we're going to talk in fact for the next two weeks we're going to be talking about finances But what I want to do is I just want to set the record straight right now. What today and next week and the following week is all about is investing in you to help you start the path to get out of debt. Because I believe that's what God wants. And I believe that that most of us have kind of taken this path and gone down a way that God never designed for us to go down. And we've gone down that path and we're saying, Stop. Time out. Let's do something radical. And this really is kind of radical that says, if you're part of our faith family, then get out of debt so that together and individually, we can follow God wherever God wants to go. Now, if you want to be a part of that, I'm going to ask you to say it again. Say amen. amen. All right, good. So just know today that as whatever we talk about for the next couple Sundays, just know that this has you in mind. And it's about you, it's about your finances, it's about your walk with God, your relationship with God, and we're going to be investing very heavily, even financially, in the process of helping you get out of debt. Okay, well let's dive in. We're going to dive right in and, um, and kind of walk through this. Uh, before we turn to Malachi, you've probably got that open. Jesus said this, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And my question for you this morning is, are you free? Really free? See, if you look at this credit card over here, which Kurt, I just just raise your hand, Kurt. Kurt did a phenomenal job. Kurt is the one that made that and uh, did a phenomenal job. <laughs> Brenda Wiggin designed it. Brenda, I don't know if Brenda's here. Is Brenda here? Okay, Brenda Wiggin designed it. Kurt made it. And that's going to be here. I know it seems seems kind of crazy to hang a credit card in the church, but we want it to be a reminder every single week. How are you doing on that? Now, this has a double meaning to it. Okay? The double meaning is this. Everybody debt-free. But if you notice the T in debt, it's what? It's a cross. Because God already paid the debt. The debt that was against us, God tells us that there was this huge debt against us because of our sin, and Jesus paid it all. And it's gone. You're out of debt spiritually. That's what God did. And we want everybody, and that means everybody, debt-free. But it's amazing how even though God set us free, It's amazing how easy it is and how the tendency for all of us is to get back into debt in some way in society that's our human nature and we need to own up to it and we need to struggle against it because it really is our human nature let me give you an example of this Uh, I was at Menards the other day and we started a project at our house we're putting a deck on and so when I got to the checkout Um, she rang it all up and she said, all right, you want six months free interest or you want 2%? That was her question. And you know what? I'm gonna fess up to you. It was like, instantly I'm like, ooh, six months free, then I can keep my cash and I'll pay it later. And so I signed my name, I said, yep, I'll do that. And then I walked out, I said, what in the world did I just do? I just dug a hole, and I'm not going to do that. We're going to pay it. We're going to pay it off. I mean, we're going to pay it off this month and just get rid of it. But the tendency, why is it so easy for all of us to be just that slave? God says this, that if we are borrowing money, we have become a slave or a servant to that lender. Do you realize there's all kinds of slavery or servanthood that goes on in all of our lives? And it's amazing how many people I talk to that are digging holes or they're already in a hole. And it's all different things. For some, it's financially. 77% of Americans are in a hole financially. When we surveyed our middle school parents, we found out that number, the number one thing that most families are dealing with is busyness And number two is finances and the pressures financially because we've dug holes sometimes in years previous and now we're in a hole. And because we're in a hole, God wants us to get out of that hole. But it's not just financially. There's other people that have dug a hole in pornography and they're sitting in that hole. And some of you sitting here today, you're in that hole. Some of you today, God set you free from your sin, but you dug a hole and say, I'm not worthy, and I'm going to dig a hole, and I'm going to sit in that sin, even though God set you free. Some of you feel like you have to pay God back for all that God did, and so you've dug a hole, and you're sitting in a hole when God says, what are you doing? I already set you free from that hole. Remember that sin you did years ago that God forgave you, and you can't forgive yourself for? You just dug a hole and you're sitting in a hole. Other people, it's shopping. They dig a hole when they go shopping, and they can't stop themselves. Other people, it might be another sin. For other people, it might be alcohol or drugs that you've dug a hole, and you're sitting in that hole, and you can't get out of that hole. There's something about our human nature that is almost more comfortable in a hole. Why are our prisons getting packed? And why do we have uh, state governors and, and so forth that are setting them free early? Why? Because our natural tendency is want to dig a hole and be in the hole, and we're most comfortable in that hole. And that's not what God wants. Do you realize that for every one of us, God wants to set you free and cover the hole? You know it's kind of funny? I was in my office, and uh, I opened up the closet, and guess what I found? I found a shovel. Can we bury the hole? I mean, can we fill the hole in? Because I think this morning, a lot of you are sitting in some kind of a hole, and God doesn't want you in that hole. And so even as we talk about finances and the steps that we're going to take to get out of debt financially, I want you to apply it in any area of your life Where are you in that hole? And where does God want to set you free? And it might take you the course of five years, but start crawling out of that hole, start filling that hole back in so that since Jesus already set you free, you can start living free. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go down that path. All right, let's turn to Malachi. Let's take the first step here. Malachi chapter 3, I want you to find verse 7. ever since the time of your forefathers you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them return to me and i will return to you says the lord almighty okay just pause there what was going on is that is that people had drifted away from god you know it's awesome i love this time of the year because it's nice to have the faith family back in worship it's wonderful it's great to have you back this sunday And i hope you're going to be here every sunday because i know in the summertime you've been kind of all over the place you've gone you've been jesus wherever you've been but it's time to be back and worship again and for some of you this summer has been a break from god and god's saying the same thing to you it's time to return it's time to return and come back and it's so easy for all of us to just kind of drift away from god But what we don't realize is that when we're drifting away from God, we're drifting into a hole. And God's saying, come on back. And they said, all right, how are we to return? That's what they asked. And then God does this strange thing. Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. And you say, well, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. You're under a curse, the whole nation, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Okay, don't misunderstand or derail on me here. Here's what God wants to teach us from this today. God wants to teach us that there's a correlation between your checkbook and your relationship with God. There is. And what was happening is that they had had strayed away from God and they said, well, how have we strayed? God said, open your checkbook and I'll show you. Huh? Yeah, just open your checkbook. You want to know where you are in your relationship with God? Open up your checkbook. That's all you got to do. And from your checkbook alone, God can tell you where your heart is. And most people don't see that. And God said, well, let's get the checkbook right and then the heart will follow. Now, God says, return to me and I'll return to you. See, God's encouraging you and I to take that first step because he already did. When God sent Jesus and he paid the price and wiped out all the debt, God took that step. Now he's saying to you and I, all right, He already did the work. Now you and I need to take that step. And when we take the step towards God, God takes a step towards us. That's how it works. See, it doesn't work like this. Like, okay, God, you come to me and then I'll follow you. No, God already did that. He already came to us. Now God's saying you take the first step. How do you take that first step? Let's talk about finances. And the issue is, is your hearts and my heart. And it's always reflected in the checkbook first. Okay, let's go on. Start turning in your Bible uh, over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Page 816. Okay, there's a slide, guys. If you would bring that up for me. I think there's a slide. There we go. As you're turning to that, I just want you to see this. This is what the typical American does. They spend today with a credit card. And then next month, then they have to repay. So most people, which is very common, 77% of Americans... What we do is, we go to the store and we spend and then we repay, and that's what we do. And then maybe if there's some extra money there, we save, but the average American saves less than 1% of their income. And then last on there is that we give, but we always give after we have spent and repaid and saved, and then we look at what's left and then we say, well, let's give. If there's something left to give and then we wonder why as a society why are we getting further and further and further away from God that's what Malachi was trying to say he was saying let's turn it around go the next slide let's turn it around and when you get a paycheck this is what we want you to do say it with me give save owe no one it's that simple that if we get our priorities right and as soon as we get our checks, we set aside what we're going to give, it's taking the step towards God. And then we save next because God encourages us to save. He does. All throughout the Bible, he encourages us to save. And then three, oh, no one. But we're going to look at each one of those. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 16, we're going to look at the first one is about giving. Find verse 1. Now, about the collection for God's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each of you should set aside a sum of money, here's the key, in in keeping with his income. Saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. In keeping with his income. The first thing that God wants to teach us about finances is that we give proportionately. Are you giving proportionately? And what that means is can you say today, I give 1% of my my money away? I give 2% of my money away. Don't tell me a dollar amount, because God doesn't talk about dollar amounts. And when God did talk about dollar amounts, it was always in, Look at how much they give, but they're giving out of their surplus. Remember the woman who gave two small mites? God said, but she gave all she had in two little pennies. That's not what God cares about. It's not the dollar amount. God says the principle is keeping with our income. So what percentage are you giving away? And that's what God wants to know. Now, what I want you to do is a little exercise this week. I want you to go home, and I want you to add up. Just look at your checkbook. I'm sure it's going to show it. From January 1st through September 12th, how much have you given? Divide it by the weeks. Divide it, and then by your income, so that you honestly can stand before God and say, this is what I'm giving. Then ask yourself a question. Are you okay with that? And is it the first thing that you do? See, if you want to get out of debt, the first step is you start giving. And you start following what God wants for you. Now let me just pause for a minute. This message has nothing to do with giving to Messiah. I don't care where you give it. And I don't think God cares where you give it. But God cares that you give because that's his principle. So if you want to get out of debt, but you're trying to get out of debt and not give, it's probably not going to work. God says when you get your income, you set aside in proportion to your income what you're going to give. And that's part of the process of getting out of debt. So hopefully come back next week And you can say, this is how much I'm giving out of my income. And to answer the question, because everybody always asks, well, do you use gross or do you use net? What's the government use? That's what you should use. Because that's what they start with. Okay, next principle. Let's go to it. Uh, Turn, if you will, in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 13. It's on page 457. 457. While you're turning to that, it was interesting. I was reading about J.C. Penney. And J.C. Penney actually is a, is a person, it's a man, who started the department store. And do you know that when J.C. Penney started his first department store, he said to God, God, I'm going to give you 10% of whatever revenue that the business brings in. I'm going to give you 10% of that. And that's what he did. But do you know it's a funny principle in America? Do you know that when you make less money, you give more of it away? Did you know that? The less you make, the more you give. You give higher proportions, the less you make. And the more money you make, the less percentage the Americans give. So that when you get over $100,000, the percentage is very, very low. It's the smallest percentage for anybody who makes over $100,000. And it just goes on a straight scale. The more you make, the less you give percentage-wise. Well, J.C. Penney started out and said, you know what, God, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to take this department store and I'm going to give you whatever you give me. I'm going to give you 10% back. And you know what's really cool? That God blessed him immeasurably. And as he was going on later on in his life, he started to give away 20% of it and 30% of it and 40% of it and 50% of it, until finally, towards the end of his life, he was giving away 90% of all of his income. See, that's extraordinary. Sometimes I've heard people say this, well, if God gives me more, I'll give more. No, it's the opposite. When we start giving more, God gives more so we can give more. God wants to know where our heart is. But remember, God wants us to get out of debt. And if you're going to get out of debt, then we need to do it according to the principles that God gave to us. Okay, principle number two. Proverbs chapter 13, find verse 11. Dishonest money dwindles away, but he who gathers money, what's it say? Little by little, makes it grow. God wants us to save. Now, we could look at a lot of verses about saving, but the principle is very simple. How does God want us to save? Little by little. Um, All these get-rich-quick schemes, what's God have to say? God said little by little. Don't chase after those. And make it grow little by little. God encourages us to save for the unexpected. God encourages us to save for the things that we don't know anything about of what's coming down. When we see something coming down the road, God wants us to be prepared financially and be ready for those kinds of things. God encourages us to save. Here's assignment number 2. Go home and find out how much money are you saving? Third principle. Start turning if you will to Romans chapter 13. Romans 13, it's on page 804. Romans 13. Now, if you notice over here by the credit card, on the bottom it says, let no debt remain outstanding. That's from Romans chapter 13, verse 8. We're going to read that in just a moment here. Romans 13, 8. Say it with me. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Let no debt remain outstanding. Just for fun, I started looking at all the different versions in the Bible. I wanted to see what they all said. Like, is that really what God meant? Let no debt outstanding? Was he really talking about money? So I went through all the translations. Here's what I found. New Living Translation said, Owe nothing to anyone. King James said, Owe no one anything. New Century Bible, Do not owe people anything. Holman Christian Standard Bible says, Do not owe anyone anything. The Amplified Bible, Keep out of debt and owe no man anything. I think the message said it the clearest. Don't run up debts. Is that clear? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way around this. For you and I, who are followers of Jesus Christ, the message is clear. Don't run up debts. God set us free, God wants us to live free. Would you just think for a moment? What could God do if our whole faith family was out of debt? Just imagine, think for a moment, what God could do. Think about what God could do in your life. Maybe God has a new career for you. Maybe God has a plan. Maybe God wants you to travel. Maybe God wants you to go be a missionary. Maybe God wants you to give more of your income away. Maybe God wants you to adopt someone or a child. Maybe God wants you to do something that you can't even begin to imagine because you're sitting in a hole somewhere. Imagine what it would be like to follow God without being in a hole. Well, let me answer a why. Like, okay, Ed, why would I want to be out of debt? Why? There's three reasons. Number one, God already canceled the debt. And if God canceled the debt and he took the first step, then why do you want to go into debt <coughs> if God already canceled the debt? Number two, God wants our heart. It's going to be reflected in your checkbook. Just open up your checkbook. Just If you want to do something fun, open up your checkbook and see where you've been spending your money. And see which ones God is a part of. And that'll tell you really quick, where's God standing? Number three, God wants you to follow him. That's what God wants. And imagine what you could do. Imagine what God may have in store for you if you didn't owe anybody anything. I would imagine that God has plans that are going to blow your mind. And he hasn't even showed them to you because it's not even possible yet. But as soon as you start taking those steps to get out of debt and be where God wants you to be, I would guess God's going to open your eyes up. You're going to have a dream. You're going to have a vision. You're going to see something. You're gonna, something's going to spark in your heart and God's going to give you a picture of where you could be if only you kept getting out of that hole. Friends, we're on an amazing journey of what God is going to do. I think the next 10 years are going to be absolutely extraordinary as God begins to move in a very strong and mighty way throughout our community, of getting the community out of debt so that this community can follow God. And in particular, this faith family can follow God wherever God leads. All right, three assignments. I wanna review them with you, okay? Number one, how much are you giving? What percentage? Go home and find that out. Number two, how much are you saving? What percentage? Number three, how much do you owe? Just write down how much you owe. We're going to start to keep track of this, and we're going to ask you voluntarily, anonymously, to start sharing that information, because we'd like to see how much this faith family is in debt, how big the hole is. And then we're going to begin to watch over the next five years as that number, which is going to be high, starts to go down. And it's going to be extraordinary, and we'll celebrate all along the way of what God is doing in all of our lives. Friends, I want to go back to something. Keep in mind, Jesus gave up his life for us and canceled the debt. You're already debt-free. Now God wants us to get debt-free in every, every other area of our life, morally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, wants us out of the hole so God can take us and lead us wherever God wants to take us. Next week is an extraordinary week. Don't miss next week. Our faith family is investing thousands and thousands of dollars. We're inviting an author and speaker to come in. He's going to preach to us next week. His name is Joe Sengel. Joe is bringing God's word to us, and he's going to encourage us along the way to keep moving in this direction of getting out of debt He's bringing resources with him. There's a seminar. I want you to listen real carefully. Next Sunday night at 5 o'clock, there's a seminar that I want you to go to. I want your kids to go to. Anybody who's in middle school and up, so that they start out well financially. It's a a two-and-a-half-hour seminar. We'll feed you well snacks. Eat dinner before you come. But next Sunday night at 5 o'clock, come expecting God to do amazing things in your life. Joe will preach for us next Sunday morning at 9 30 and 11 and then Sunday night at 5 o'clock we're gonna gather right back here invite your friends invite family I'm I it would not surprise me at all if this week you're talking to somebody and somebody's gonna tell you that they're struggling financially invite them invite them to come that's what God's gonna prompt you to do so that they'll come and they can join you for a free seminar so that we might learn together how to get debt-free. It's going to be an amazing journey, and I want to encourage you, take that journey with all of us. Well, we can only do this because of Christ. And we're going to sing this great song, In Christ Alone Is Any of This Possible. You know, as you sit here this morning i wonder how many of you are feeling like you're in a hole in any way i'm going to encourage you to do something today might put you out of your comfort zone if you're in a hole and you want to get out then tell god if you're in a hole spiritually and don't think that god forgave you I'm here to tell you he did. You're completely forgiven. And maybe you need to bring this rose up and say to God, thank you for forgiving me. If you're in debt financially and you're saying, God, we've tried all kinds of things and nothing's working. We're acknowledging today that we're in debt and we want to get out. Bring a rose up. As just a sign to God that you want to get Free. Let me encourage you, bring a rose up and it'll be amazing as God sees the hearts of this faith family that just wants to get out of debt so that we can follow God.